0: Feliz sábado. Buenos días, clase. ¿Cómo están? I've missed these morning greetings with you all at Andrews Academy. It's a blessing to worship with you today on this special occasion. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kayla Sanchez, and to the seniors, I am Señora. For 15 years, I was the Spanish art and yearbook teacher at Andrews Academy, their class sponsor for their freshman and sophomore years. So many good memories that I actually found a few on my phone that I would love to share with you today. The first one, next slide, was at one of our class vespers. The guys were having a good time there making marshmallows. This was when we were doing the banner prep for, uh, um, for Penny Arcade, which took over half of my art classroom. <laughs> and it was just a beautiful message, and you'll see in the next slide, um, they use some Spanish in there, sabores de sophomores. And I love the, the back part of the soda can. In the next slide, that had um, keep going <laughs> the nutritional facts. And it was so nice that at the top it said, if I can read it, it says big things have small beginnings and all the, the things that they're great at. Next slide. This was our mountain bike tour. How many of you guys were on mountain bike tour? Either currently this year or back when I joined you guys. So this was our group. This was one of the uh, interesting uh, road trips we took. I don't know how Blake and Ian got in there, but they're in the mountain. (laughs) And these were one of our other class vespers. So good times. Back in March, I got a call from Pastor Ferguson and a text from Lynn Sanford. I thought to myself, what are these two up to? Pastor Ferguson says, the seniors would like to invite you to be one of the speakers for graduation weekend. I said, what? No way, I'm not a speaker. Then my husband jumps in in his Dominican voice. She's a great speaker, she'll do it. I ended the conversation telling Pastor Ferguson to give me a few days to pray about it. Samir, I know you're right there. Thank you for believing in me. Samir and I met here on the Andrews University campus, and in just two months, we'll be celebrating 17 years of marriage. (laughs) Thank you. We have two children, Haciel, who's 10, and Syla, who's seven, and they both attend Ruth Murdoch Elementary School. Muchas gracias to the senior class, to the faculty and staff for this honorable invitation. It's a great privilege for me to be here and talk with you on this special occasion. I know I'm here because God needed me here today. Just like the class AIM says, true growth happens in small changes on the inside resulting in large changes on the outside. I know that God wants to use this moment to share a message, my testimony. God can use you and he can use me to be part of something so much bigger and make a significant difference right where we are. So let's take a moment and slow down and allow God to use us right where we are. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful Sabbath. Dear Lord, I pray that you speak through me. May my words and my thoughts be acceptable to you. In Jesus' name, amen. It was the summer of 2003, and I was preparing to begin my student teaching year. I picked a public school in the city of Grand Rapids to do my student teaching semester so that I could be close to my fiancé, Samir. We were doing all the wedding planning, and as I was finishing my last year at Andrews University, two weeks before the school year started, I received an email stating that the Spanish teacher at that school was no longer returning. Therefore, I had to look for another placement. I cried and was very upset because I didn't know what to do in such a short time. I contacted my advisor here on campus in the education department, and at that time it was Dr. Shepard, and explained to him my situation. He said he would help me find a new placement. My family and I prayed for answers. I couldn't graduate if I didn't complete my student teaching year. Well, I didn't get what I prayed for, which was to stay near my fiance and live at my parents' home in Grand Rapids. The last minute placement was Andrews Academy with the art and Spanish teachers. I was a little bitter at first because I was going to be far from my fiance and far from my family. Now I had to live in the dorm for another year and eat cafeteria food. Not what I had planned in my head. I did my best and finished an amazing student teaching year at Andrews Academy. I graduated from Andrews University in 2004, married in July, and moved to the Grand Rapids area shortly after to begin my teaching career. A year passed, and as I sat in these pews right where you are, my father, Pastor Antonio Rosario, was receiving his doctoral degree from the seminary. And guess who was sitting in front of me? The principal of Andrews Academy, Mr. Alan Chase. I was a bit nervous to greet him at first, but something told me to say hello, so I did. I tapped him on the shoulder, and we chat for a few minutes. He asked me what I was doing these days, and I ended the conversation, ''Hey, you should send us your resume.'' And I did. I honestly believe this was a divine appointment. I accepted my dream job at Andrews Academy in August of 2005 and loved my time there. But there's so much more to this story that I want to continue sharing with you. But for now, I want to shift gears. Expanding on the senior class motto, I titled my sermon, Grow in Faith, Challenge Accepted. In Spanish, I would say, crecer en fe, el desafío es aceptado. Seniors, repitan por favor, acepto el desafío. Muy bien. I picked this topic because it's very important. I want to share some tools today that can help you grow in faith and live a life that is pleasing to God now and for eternity. Related to this topic, the Bible brings to the front the lives of many heroes, but there is one that is my favorite, Joseph's story. As we enter the life of Joseph, he was about 17, 18 years old. Seniors, how many of you are 17? How many of you are 18? 18. Let's do a little playback on this story to set the scene. Joseph was the son of Jacob's second wife, Rachel. He in particular was loved more than all the brothers. This favoritism by their father created serious friction in the family and resulted in Joseph becoming the object of his brother's jealousy, resentment, and hatred. Think about this. Jacob, Joseph's father... Told Joseph to spy on his older brothers. Joseph at that time had received a special tunic from his father displaying his favoritism. As that spoiled favorite, Joseph lived a life on a different level than the rest of the family. His life of ease created great resentment and got worse when Joseph began to have dreams of his own advancement and rise to greater status. We know that Joseph's dream predicted his future rise to greatness. We know that while it's true that one day he would have authority over his brothers, his current actions proved that he wasn't ready for that yet. He lacked maturity, sensitivity, and discernment. These brothers watched Daddy's favorite. For those who are familiar with Joseph's story, it's easy to say, it's okay. Everything will turn out just fine in the end. But those who were living it didn't know that. Seven years ago, our daughter Sila was born with congenital heart disease. Within the first 24 hours of her life, she was diagnosed with four life-threatening heart defects leading to open-heart surgery within the first days of life. First slide. The pain I felt as a mother of a sick child was beyond comfort. Sila's life was now in the hands of the medical team at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. All we could do was pray and ask God for comfort and healing of our little girl. Next slide. Sila underwent six heart catheterizations and five open heart surgeries by her second birthday every single day we prayed and believed that God was in control of her life in our family's life it wasn't easy church family it took faith as small as a mustard seed to remind myself that God was going to do great things through Silas Heart Journey Next slide. And the next one. Going back to Joseph, he was right where God wanted him. He wasn't done. There were lessons God wanted to teach him that would one day make him a great leader. Ever faithful, God was using Joseph right where he was. Imagine this. Joseph was 17 years old, sold into slavery by his own family, dragged hundreds of miles to a foreign land, foreign customs, foreign language. But wait for it. Rather than becoming bitter, Joseph chose instead to bloom where he was planted. So guess what he did? He learned the language and learned other important skills, too. Friends, we have to acknowledge that we're living in the year 2021. The world we're living in today is not easy to be a Christian, especially if you are a teenager. There's so many different things in this world trying to distract us from what God has for us and what God wants for us. We live in a world that values comfort way more than it values purpose. We live in a world that people are more isolated than ever before. But what I've seen time and time again are the words of Jesus cutting through the noise and confusion of our modern world just as powerful as they did 2,000 years ago. Soon enough, Joseph was given more responsibilities, even even in charge of all of his master's household. It must have taken hard work, determination, and trust in God. But Joseph... He was devoted and allowed God to use him. Even becoming a successful slave, a property of Potiphar, a captain of the guard. As we can now see, Joseph distinguished himself in his role in Potiphar's household. But it was God's presence that made the difference. Let's read in Genesis 39 too. It says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Although Joseph was torn from his family and sold into slavery, he didn't become bitter and hate filled like his brothers. You see, Joseph was far from home. Graduates, some of you will also be far from home. Making important decisions for your future, which career path to take, which friends to choose, who to date, which church to attend, Joseph faced difficult circumstances, but it was the presence of God that was real in his life. So real, in fact, that it says in Genesis 39, 3-4, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes. Imagine how strong Joseph's testimony was for Potiphar to recognize and admire that it was God rather than Joseph himself. God was using that heart of faithfulness. Next slide, seniors. It was the small changes on the inside of Joseph that were resulting in large changes on the outside. Can you believe Joseph, a young slave, was now the overseer of Potiphar's entire household? He handled the other servants, finances, provisions, everything he touched was blessed. He was on top of the world. But here comes another test. Shortly before Silas' fourth open heart surgery, the human resource director here at Andrews University asked to meet with me. I entered his office, and there were other members of the department present. At the end of our conversation, I was told that my last paycheck was November 17, six days after Silas' fourth open-heart surgery. I looked at them and said, how will I tell my husband? I sat in my car outside the ad building and cried. I didn't know how to bring the news to my husband, Our daughter was very sick. And I just knew I had to do something. I was going to lose my job. But I prayed. I said, God, what do you want me to do? Show me. Sila had a very important appointment at the Heart Center at U of M. And that week we needed to stay overnight at the hospital. I was going to take the train into Ann Arbor, but wanted to keep her safe. I found some fleece fabric and created a multi-use car seat cover that converted into a crib blanket and a play mat. I posted a picture on Facebook, which you can see on the screen. Within two hours of that post, I get a message from a friend who wanted to order one. So I searched on Google to find out prices, and let me tell you, they aren't cheap. (laughs) Within four hours, I had a second order for a car seat cover. Within two weeks, I had 16 orders of car seat covers. I continued to use my hands to make handmade things to help with Sila's growing medical bills and to help my family. With each creation, friends and family continued to support and buy, and so I named this small handcrafting business Cozy Sila Wearable Art to Save a Heart. But one day, a friend comes over and says, Hey, Kayla you're making stuff for everybody, what about moms? I laughed and said, I'm not ready for fashion. Before the end of the year, I designed and launched my first three button scarf, which you can see on the screen, from Sila's ICU room, and within weeks, they sold. Seniors, 21 years ago, I sat right back there as a freshman at Andrews University, and Pastor Dwight gave a powerful sermon that I will never forget. He said, pray this prayer every day and watch God do great things. It went something like this. Good morning, dear Jesus. What mountain will you be climbing today? Because by your grace, I will be right behind you. I didn't know what God was doing, but every day I continued to pray this prayer and asked God to use my hands and feet to provide for my family. Within two years, I returned to Andrew's Academy to teach again, and my scarves finally launched on the Etsy marketplace. I continued to share our daughter's heart story through wearable art, not knowing that God was doing something behind the scenes the whole time. Now, here comes Joseph's test. Let's read in Genesis 39.6. It says, So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was well built and handsome. In Spanish class, we could say, José era guapo y fuerte. The story continues that now Potiphar's wife enters the scene. Verse 7, she casts longing eyes on Joseph. In our modern-day culture, we could say she was attracted to this young man physically. So what did Joseph do? Joseph refused her advances. He had a powerful set of convictions by which he lived and refused to be tempted. Sadly, he didn't learn this from his father brothers or even in Egypt but these were learned in the presence of God. Now Joseph was concerned remember his master entrusted him with much and Joseph refused to violate that trust for a moment of pleasure. He recognized the consequences that such sin would have on his relationship with God. Joseph he was concerned spiritually What do you think he did? For starters, he avoided Potiphar's wife. (laughs) He had to be alert. Finally, when Potiphar's wife got Joseph alone, he ran as fast as he could. What Samson, David, and Solomon did not do, Joseph did. He fled. He was gone. Adios, amigos. Church family, Joseph was able to resist. But how? Number one, he recognized that he belonged to God. Number two, he recognized sin's effect on others. And three, he recognized sin as defiance against God. This young man's godly character was continuing to be shaped. But the story doesn't end in a happily ever after. Joseph was imprisoned. Let's read in chapter 39, 20, and 21. It says Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Joseph's character was under construction. Yet through it all, his solid faith was resulting in major changes on the outside. Verse 22 and 23 says, So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Joseph rose to a position of leadership in prison, and now the jailer entrusted everything under his authority. Why, graduates? Because the Lord was with Joseph. A lesson we can learn from Joseph's imprisonment is patience. He was unjustly imprisoned, but he went about his day being useful where he was. He faithfully served and patiently waited. Why? Because he was not there by chance. God had a plan. In December of 2018, two years after I launched on the Etsy Marketplace, a New York agency reached out to me, and I was invited to showcase my scarf collection for New York Fashion Week in February 2019. I accepted the invitation, but through all the excitement, I forgot to check the date realizing shortly after that it was on a Saturday. I called my mom to tell her the news, told her everything that was happening, and she asked, Kayla, what day is the show? It's on Saturday, I said. She responds, Kayla, you know what you need to do. Yes, mommy. I hung up and questioned God. Why did this door open and now it's closing? I was struggling with the idea that I would not be able to attend New York Fashion Week as an emerging designer. What did I do? I prayed and prayed and prayed some more, asking God to make it clear to me what he wanted me to do. I had to be patient. Within 24 hours, I received an email from the New York agency, and it went something like this, Kayla... There was a miscommunication with the design team. The spot that has opened up is for Paris Fashion Week, not New York Fashion Week, February 28. Before getting excited, I checked my calendar, and it was a Thursday. God didn't want me in New York. He wanted me in Paris. I showcased my scarf collection on the runway for Paris Fashion Week. There's a picture here. Here under the Eiffel Tower Um, and it was a runway for 25 international designers from around the world every time I was asked where I was was from I proudly said Berrien Springs, Michigan their response oh, okay (laughs) God was still writing our story as I traveled across the world to share our daughter's heart story through art I came back to the States to realize that the business was getting more exposure. I was still teaching, my kids were in school, my husband was still supporting my passion for designing, and then everything stopped. In the silence, I was confused, but I continued to pray and patiently waited for an answer. The wait turned into four long months, but I was praying. Lord, should I teach or should I continue the business full time? The answer finally came in the form of a text from a senior parent, and it said, Kayla, you should do the business full time. I just knew it was time to take the leap of faith. I had to trust God in His timing. I resigned from teaching at Andrews Academy after 15 years. Deep down in my heart, I just knew it was time to put faith into action. God was in control of Joseph's life, just as he is in control of your life. And because he is in control, nothing happens by accident. Everything has a purpose. Slide. From a simple-use multi-car seat cover to an international scarf collection and most recently to face mask designs that have reached all 50 states this past March, from testimonies of transforming lives to employment by helping Andrew's students and families of this community, to a financial partnership with one Adventist mission field, God will always make a way. Yes, God was in control of Joseph's life. He took him from a cold jail cell to an Egyptian palace. How did that happen? Joseph grew in faith. He saved his family, as we know as the Israelites from the Bible, and allowed God to intervene in his life. This tragedy in his life propelled him to grow in faith and to honor God in everything. And God honored him. As the Bible says, those who honor me, I will honor. I love that Matthew thirteen thirty two, your selected Bible text, is illustrated in my experience with our small cozy sila business and in my own spiritual journey. Here's a picture I'd like to share with you. <laughs> this is our daughter. Now, if you open the twenty twenty one Andrews Academy Sourcebook, you will see immediately the Bible text in the next slide. From 2 Corinthians five seven, walk by faith and not by sight. Related to this one, the seniors the senior class chose a biblical text in order to prepare their motto, grow in faith. I'm talking about Matthew thirteen, thirty-two. As you'll see in this slide, you can see this small tiny mustard seed. This is where Jesus is teaching the parable of the mustard seed. And Dr. Jack Blanco, in the clear word, paraphrases the text this way. The mustard seed is a very tiny seed, but when the plant reaches its full height of about 12 feet, it is bigger than anything in the garden. Even the birds come and build their nest in its thick branches. This parable teaches a very dynamic lesson about spirituality, faith, and character development, very important to you guys as the graduating class by the way in Matthew 17:20 Jesus is also talking about the importance of having faith like a mustard seed and nothing will be impossible so the question is on the screen why grow in faith number 1 in order to fully apply to our lives the Andrews Academy motto to live, to learn, and love for eternity. Why grow in faith? In order to fully embrace the first core value of Andrews Academy, spiritual development through scriptural compass. Seniors, why grow in faith? In order to serve in humility, reflecting the caring love of Jesus. And seniors, why grow in faith? In order to do... As former Lake Union President Elder Don Livesey used to say, do the right thing in the right way, in the right time, for the right reason. Finally, senior class, I appeal to you. Please, like Joseph, open space for God in your daily life. Read your Bible, pray, and keep attending church. In all your endeavors, always follow the advice of King Solomon in Proverbs 3, 6. It says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Senior class, levantense, por favor. Say with me, By the grace of God, God. I I accept the challenge to grow in faith. Now let's say it in Spanish. Por la gracia de Dios, acepto el desafío de crecer en fe. Muy bien. You may be seated. As a small token to remember this moment, I want to leave with you a keychain that I had made for each of you. And it says, as you'll see on the screen, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. In the corner, right there. Um, if you could do me a favor and start passing the basket, um, you may take one of the pouches, um, seniors. Yeah. Inside, you will find a keychain, and you will also find a Q- QR code. Um, with a list of 21 verses to help you on your faith journey. Seniors, don't miss the great adventures God has for you by shrinking back from a walk of faith. May God's presence be with each of you today and forever. I love you guys. Dios los bendiga. God bless you.